0: We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Friday edition. Showers, storms, good heavy rain today. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, columnist, and author, is going to join us here in a sec. I did want to bring out um, um, with the um, National Metro Schools saying they will not play football until at least after Labor Day. That does affect some games regarding Rutherford County teams. Smyrna is supposed to open up at East Nashville. Of course, that's a non-league game uh stewart's creek on august 28th at antioch um i think those two coaches are going to talk because they have the same open date so they could still play laverne at antioch the fourth and smyrna at overton the fourth now if you remember the TWSWA pass if those teams can't play because of covid and they can't remake them up during an open week um The team that can't play has to forfeit. Now, they don't get a loss or a win, and the team uh, that could play will be credited with a win. So, um, with with them not allowed to have seven-on-seven passing, no scrimmages, no jamborees, folks, you're going to see some pretty sloppy football early in the year. Just warn you on that. All right, that's our high school update. And now we are going to be joined by
3: Larry Woody. Larry, how are you? And while I am doing well, I, I just uh, finished lunch with a mutual friend of ours, Mike Horgan, a great sports writer at the Tennessean, and then he told uh, a, a, a an interesting Marty Hale story about the time you and he and Chuck Morris, another sports writer, covered an MTSU football game in the middle of Hurricane Hugo. And uh, Organ said that was quite an adventure.
2: It was, and um, uh, Chuck, I, after the trip, I referred to him as Roadmap,
3: um, he, he got you lost in the middle of a, a, yeah. a hurricane.
2: He goes, "Yeah, I know how to get out of here. I got an easier way to get out. Next thing I know, I'm almost <laughs> the, to the, the beach. The famous shortcut. Yeah, I'm almost to the beach. <laughs> and, but anyway,
3: uh, you, you survived. That was an important thing.
2: I knew it was an ominous, going to be an ominous day. Uh, the night before, when we get there, people are boarding up their windows and, leave, <laughs> and leaving. And we're going into it.
3: That's never a good sign, is it?
2: No, and uh they were hell bent on playing that game. Um it was uh, um MTSU at Georgia Southern. Uh they'd put the portable lights on, it was on ESPN and they were gonna play they were gonna play the game. I tell you a funny story also around that with our buddy Boots Donnelly. They asked him, um and I've never seen it rain that hard that long. Mm-hmm including all day during the game and when we left and st- stopped and stayed in Macon um, but they somebody asked Boots um, you know the playing conditions how did that affect you tonight and he will I don't know. He goes, it looked kind of wet on their f- side of the field, too. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oregon City had that famous quote. It, it rained on their side of the field, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, now, Joe Biddle and I covered a, a, a UT football game at LSU in the aftermath of Katrina, and it was the same way, Monty. We we, we drove into Baton Rouge, and everybody was boarding up the windows. So again that's not a not a good sign that the readers have no idea of the sacrifices we make for them do
2: they that's right it'll be part of my book confessions of a <laughs> confessions of a sports writer
3: so that's right
2: all right um uh, well uh, we'll kind of start here on a home front uh, larry obviously the big 10 and pac 12 had already made their decisions to play um um conference games only um in the ACC, I know middle, you know, a lot of people have been waiting on the ACC, the SEC, and the PAC, um, I mean, the Big 12. Um, obviously, MTSU with eager eyes because they have two scheduled games with ACC opponents, one at Duke and Virginia Tech at home. So they're unlo- They're not going to be playing those, I don't believe. Um, and I guess the good thing is they're under – like two and four year contracts with those two schools, so I'm assuming they could play next year if, if you know if, if we're not still going through this. Um, but you know, tough to lose a game like Virginia Tech at home.
3: Yeah, and it's tough. It's like you're talking about the the high schools, Monty. the The problem is going to be if, if 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 your school is playing and and one of your opponents is not, that's where it gets complicated. But I guess you gotta you gotta make the best. That you can have a bad situation, and I I kind of like the way the SEC is handling it. It's not perfect, but I I, I like the SEC solution and, and most of the other major colleges' solution. Uh, I'm sure you're going to touch on it, but the SEC looks like they're going to play a ten a ten game all conference schedule. And yeah. So uh, I, I, the more I, I thought it over, Marty, I I, I, I like the idea I, that that's much better than canceling the season. And if you, if you're going to if you have Games covered co- a schedule with teams that don't play. You, you got to do something. So, again, it's not perfect, but nothing is perfect. You're uh, in the you're in the pandemic. So, I, I think the SEC's taking the right approach. Frankly, Amati, I, I kind of like it. Uh, as as you and most of your listeners know, most of the SEC non-conference games were, were primarily scrimmages anyway they you know i i, I wasn't much interested in non, non-conference games occasionally you'd have a you know a big game an important game with the non-conference but for the most part i, I enjoyed the, the sec interconference games most anyway and now we're going to get to enjoy two more of them
2: yeah and uh we certainly will get in i was going to finish up the acc you know it's it's isn't it ironic all these years notre dame says we're never going to be in a conference well you can't ever say never because the COVID is changing everything, uh, Notre Dame will be in the ACC this year and be eligible for the championship. Of course, they already to be um, in the league in that league and all the other sports. They still had to play four or five ACC schools uh, anyway, uh, but they will play North Carolina, Florida State, Syracuse, Boston College, Wake, Pitt, Duke, Clemson. Uh, georgia tech and louisville so um i guess for the league it gives him another you know a pretty solid program
3: uh the premier program in the country you could say so but notre dame has always looked after notre dame and i guess maybe you can't blame them they 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 they, 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 they make those calls based on what they think's best for them and their their program so you couldn't fault of not joining a conference and then when it becomes convenient or, or necessary to join one they say okay we're in but uh again like you said moddy these are these are unprecedented times that we're in and so we're seeing unprecedented things happen
2: well and when you look at uh notre dame too they'd already lost games with stanford usc and wisconsin and uh so <laughs> they were looking at not having a, much of a schedule
3: yeah as i say you got you got to do what you got to do and notre dame said decided this is what what they got to do
2: all right um and, of course, MTSU, who knows what they're going to do. Um, uh, they may have to follow suit. I know they have a game against UConn, and you say, okay, big deal, UConn. Uh, they're, they're an independent. Um, but in kind of a trading of games, this is actually a money game for Middle because they took it off the hands of Ole Miss, and uh, Middle's getting $1.5 million. But right now, uh, UCon- Connecticut is in that alliance with some of those northeast states that um, – they're not letting people travel in there. Now this game's not till November, so who knows? I guess we'll look on down the line at that. But I know anybody that's got a money game certainly wants to play it.
3: Yeah, again, that's uh, it'll put schools like Middle in, in, in a in a financial pinch, which they're already in anyway, but this will make it worse. But uh, again, by by November, Monty, who knows what'll happen? You know, I was talking about the SEC. You know, I don't, I don't. Think we should get too confident or too cocky about the, the SEC solution because this thing could flare up again, and there's, there, it's still possible there wouldn't be a football season of any kind. So we, we we just don't know. But I guess again, you just got to make the best you can with a bad situation, and that's that's what the athletic directors are trying to do right now.
2: And you know, when you look at the SEC, um, and like you said, most of them play you know teams they're going to beat that they're giving money to to come take a whooping. Uh, There are a few games, um, Alabama and um, USC. Okay, that one's out. Um, Kentucky and Louisville, a big rivalry game every year is done. Texas was supposed to visit LSU. uh, South Carolina, Clemson. uh, UT at Oklahoma. Texas A&M, Colorado. And um, Vanderbilt at Kansas State.
3: Let me ask you Florida, this: Yeah, Florida, Florida State, yeah, you know, Florida. big rivals, right? Like that. But it's interesting, Monty. Most of our listeners are most interested in UT, and I was trying to to evaluate the effect, the impact on UT. On one hand, they don't have to go to Norma, Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma, and probably have a loss. Yeah. On the other hand, they're giving up three patches, so they're they're probably exchanging one loss for <laughs> and giving up three three sure wins. And then on top of that, they're adding two more tough SEC games on top of a already tough eight-game schedule. So it's going to have a. I think it's going to have an adverse impact on, on the Vols just because of that. They give up a, a likely a likely loss, but they're also going to lose three likely victories, and then then with with two more conference games, tough conference games there. So it's going to be. I think it's going to have a, a an adverse impact on on UT.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk, joined today by Larry Woody. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back.
3: At Ascension St. Thomas, The care you need is available today.
1: Whether you've had to put off routine visits or health screenings, delayed a surgery or specialty care, our caregivers are prepared for your arrival. We will maintain strict precautions for your safety in our care, such as rigorous cleaning, distancing and protective equipment. We're open for appointment scheduling for your urgent and ongoing care needs. Schedule now and ask about virtual visits. GetSTHealthcare.com. Here's Dr. Craig
0: McCabe.
4: If you have glaucoma, you know if someone that has glaucoma and they're taking a lot of drops or pills, and that hasn't been very successful, the Zengel Gel Stent this is definitely something you should look into. We have been the first ones, you know, in the area to do it, that it works so well.
0: McCabe Vision
4: Center. I'm recommending this now instead of any other glaucoma surgery.
0: McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank.
2: At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850,
1: and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more.
2: I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850.
1: 850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40 percent you may find it even costs less hello again and this is lenny farmer funeral pre-planner for jennings and heirs funeral home and cremation services i know i know you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days it can be stressful but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance that's what i'm here for Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615 893 2422.
0: WGNS Primetime Sports.
4: Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Time to
1: sit back and listen to some Braves baseball this weekend. The Braves continue their series with the New York Mets tonight here on News Radio, WGNS. 555. Be sure to tune in on your radio and listen to Braves baseball. That's tonight at 555, tomorrow night at 555, and coming up for you on Sunday, 1155 airtime here on WGNS. On Monday, the Braves also have the Mets in town, 555 airtime for that one coming up on Monday. Of course, we have been your. Brave source here on news radio WGNS since 1981 It's a shortened season Yes, it's condensed But uh, it's full steam ahead here On WGNS Following the Atlanta Braves Follow sports online at WGNSports.com. All sports talk on news radio WGNS FM
0: 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Longtime sports writer, author, and columnist Larry Woody joining us today. Um, you know, you were talking about the effect on um, on UT possibly. Um, ooh, what about Vanderbilt?
3: I, I imagine Derek Mason is not not very happy with it either. This is going to be a, a tough, big season for him. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat. I'm not sure. It's just a thing as a, a hot seat at Vanderbilt, Montego, frankly. I, I don't know if anybody cares out there or, or not. I don't know if you know, if there's enough, enough interest in the program to really put a coach on the hot seat. But if there is, Derek would be on it this, this season. But, uh, no, this is certainly going to – it's like UT, that uh, a 10-game conference schedule is certainly not going to help Vanderbilt. So I remember uh, when I was uh, the, the Vanderbilt beat writer when Watson Brown was coaching the year. That, they, that the SEC added an eighth game, went from seven conference games to to, to eight conference games, and Watson said, "Man, this is a, this is a killer for Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, we're already struggling to keep our heads above water, and now they, they've added an eighth conference game. Just added more m- more weight to a swimming upstream. And of course, now you know the conference is, is, is going to add two more on top of the, the eight game schedule. So, you know, for programs like Vanderbilt that's struggling, and for UT which is hoping to make this a a comeback season, a bounce back season. It's uh, you know, it, it's not. It's certainly not going to help them. It's it, it's going to it's going to add to the difficulty.
2: And you know, I um, I don't think there'll be bowl games this year. I think it'll just be a playoff. Don't you?
3: Well, it's, again, I don't. I'm not sure, Mindy, the, the 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 people who know what who who make the decisions have decided yet. We well, understand that there there's still going to be an SEC championship game. But after that, it's still kind of hazy. I don't know if there's going to be bowl, bowl games. I don't know if there's going to be some form of national championship playoff. I assume there will be because there's so many hundreds of millions of dollars hanging out there. But uh, all we know right now is, uh, as we speak it, is there will be a 10-game conference, all-conference schedule for, for, for the SEC and an SEC championship game. But other than that, it's still kind of murky. None of the scores I've been, been able to read so far, address the bowl situation or, you know, or, or the, or the playoffs. So I, I don't know, I guess maybe they're like everybody else. You're kind of waiting to see what happens and, and, and maybe, maybe play it by ear as we go along, make it up as we go along. But uh, that's two big, big questions that are still hanging out there. And as far as I know, we, we don't have an answer yet.
2: Yeah. That's um, like we said, it's a broken record. You can't. It's hard to plan in advance because things change every day.
3: Yeah, and and again, Monty, Like I said earlier, you know the SEC has announced they're going to have that ten game all conference schedule and and a, and a late start. I think about mid September, a little little later, maybe later September when yeah. they start start the, the schedule. But they're going to have to do a lot of scrambling. You know, the schedules are not set now, when you you have to kind of kind of re- reshuffle the deck and, and yeah. make a, almost a whole new schedule when you add two conference games. So none, none of that's been determined. And, again, uh, the, the bottom line, as we say every week, the bottom line is we still don't know for sure if there will be any football played. I mean, this, the virus is so unpredictable. The experts go back and forth almost every day on what's going on. They they don't know. They don't have an, any idea what's going on with this stuff. So it could, the stuff could flare up all at once, and there not, might not be a football season. So, uh, again, we just don't know. It's Like I say, it's almost – the, the, the people who are making the decisions are just like us, Marty. They're just kind of going day by day to see what the situation is and making plans based on what they, they hope will happen.
2: Yeah, and, you know, and no fault of these scientists and so-called experts. Uh, they never dealt with this one. I mean, it wasn't – you remember back in the, the winter and the spring, they were like, well, things will get better in the winter because the virus d- will not like the heat. Well, the virus has thrived in the heat.
3: Yeah, no, that's what I mean. The experts say it's almost every day that's a, a new guideline or a new symptom or a new something. So, so again, they they just don't know. It's they're dealing with something that, that nobody's ever had to deal with before. So, you know, they they just don't know what's going to happen. No, nobody knows. And they just uh, the best we can do, and the best the, the athletic directors can do, and the, even the people in general, you know, running the running the, the, the towns and the cities and businesses, all they can do are, are make plans based on maybe the best case scenario. If if this happens, we can do this, but we don't know for sure what's going to happen. So you know, it, it, it's muddled. But again, based on what we know and, and or at least what's being planned, I believe that the, the Penn team all-conference schedule is going to be, I know it's going to be interesting, and it might, in kind of a, almost a perverse way, it might even add more interest to the SEC because, as I say, most of the the uh, the SEC football, I like. Again, that's my favorite sport. But, but I watched almost all the conference games. I very seldom watch one of those UT Troy games or something like that. That's just a glorified scrimmage. I wasn't interested in that, and usually didn't didn't watch them if a if a good SEC team was playing, you know, some sisters of the core. I, I didn't even bother watching. I'm not interested in scrimmage game. so in a way, play playing conference games every every week will add to the to the interest in the conference.
2: Yeah, and what's really going to be, I mean, that's going to be neat because I think the TV ratings will well they're going to go through the roof because the crowds are going to be limited, and like you said, you got another conference game. What's going to be interesting is. Um, These teams are really at the mercy of the schedule maker because you may have some teams that kind of get a little break here there, but you may have a team that has to play Florida, Alabama, and Auburn back to back to back.
3: That's what I mean, Martin. And and again, the fact is that 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 an SEC, as you know, there there's no gimmies. I mean, you know, teams like Tennessee, you know, maybe Vanderbilt, Kentucky. There are a few bottom bottom feeders year in and year out. But basically, every SEC game is a pretty is a pretty tough game. They're unpredictable, and so then you add two more of those unpredictable games, and that's why I mean it's it's I'm I'm sure the people at UT in the athletic department, Phil former and his people, they they cringed at the idea of taking off three cupcakes and adding two more conference games to the schedule because. This is such a, a big season, a critical season for, for Jeremy Pruitt. This is supposed to be the the comeback the comeback year, and man, the comeback year just got off a, a whole lot tougher.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. And um, but you know, um, I think they're making the best of a bad situation. I agree with you on that, in uh, for sure. And, and
3: again, Monty, for the media and the fans, I think it's it's going to be great. I, I think it's going to make the uh, uh, the season even more interesting. Assuming everything goes as it goes now, if there's no flare-ups and, and, you know, nothing happens, you know, having having a 10-game conference season is going to be great from the the media and the fans' standpoint.
2: Yeah, and the teams will – I was flipping through my stuff here. I found it. Um, Each team will have two open dates, and the season will start on September uh, 26th.
3: Yep, Yep. late September. And uh, and then the SEC championship game obviously will be be pushed back, uh, but but at least they're going to have an SEC championship game. But then the question is that uh, what, what happens after that? Like you said, will, will will there still be bowl games? Will there be a, a national championship playoff? And so far, I haven't been able to find any inf- information on that. I don't. I guess those decisions have not been made yet. And yeah. and there's no hurry. You know, there's there's no hurry about the bowls. You know the. Bowl, bowls aren't decided until you know, toward the end of the season anyway. And uh, but the, the, big, the big factor with the bowls, Monty, as you know, the bowls depend on crowds to make the money, a lot of the money. And the, and the host cities depend on you know, big, big crowds of fans surging in to, to, to follow their teams. The, the bowls are a, a lot about money, plus the TV contracts, obviously. So if there's no fans allowed to come by bowl by the time it comes to play bowls i'm not sure there'll be any bowls now i guess you could go ahead and play them for tv but man the host cities like nashville and all any city that hosts a bowl game they would really take a beating if no fans came in so um, you know that's a, another one of those factors hopefully you know we've still got about four months or so for it to sort itself out and there's no big big hurry because, as you know, the bowl, bowl, the bowl matchups usually don't happen until, you know, one end of November anyway. So the host cities would still have plenty of time to block hotel rooms and, you know, do all the logistics. But that's one of those uh, another one of those unknowns that we talk about every week.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
0: If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It's a busy one out here, but it's
1: Friday. Give yourself extra time. Stop and go up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. A lot of traffic here on Memorial up by the airport. Traffic just busy out here under the normal spots. Hey, Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values, log on to BushForSenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Hey, folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com.
3: In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money.
4: Things keep happening pretty quickly in college football. Late yesterday, the Southeastern Conference announced that it would be playing a 10-game conference-only schedule. That was their reply to uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference, who a couple of days ago announced that they would be playing a 10-game conference schedule plus one non-conference game and but a lot of caveats involved with that one non-conference game, and that included that uh, it, it had to be either at a home game or a game uh, within their own state. and also uh, that uh, the opponent had to comply with ACC. Uh, health monitoring, uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, what that has done uh, has knocked Middle Tennessee out of having games with Duke and Virginia Tech. Uh, the Middle did not have a conference, a non-conference game scheduled with the SEC this year, but many around the league did. What is Conference USA? What is going to be their protocol. Well, uh, they have yet to announce it officially. That could happen any time now between now and uh, I would say early next week. But Brett McMurphy of Stadium says that Conference USA will keep an eight-game league schedule and allow schools to play as many non-conference games as they want. Uh, That coming from a source to Brett McMurphy, he said, also it could be possible for Conference USA teams to play each other as non-conference opponents if schools need more games. And uh, what I've been hearing is that Chris Massaro has been working extremely hard uh, on the – prospect that the two games against ACC opponents were going to go away and that there were potential handshake deals in place to uh, replace those dates um, with other opponents one uh, one potentially being a conference USA opponent that would be, ended up being a non-conference game to uh, continue to try to have as close to a 12-game schedule as possible. The other two non-conference games are still in limbo right now, one being uh, the September 12th scheduled home opener against Indiana State. Well, the, uh, the NCAA will meet next week and will determine the fate of uh, FCS football, which Indiana State is a member of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, if they uh, decide to move FCS football to the spring, that game would go away. And then there is the Connecticut game that is scheduled for November 21st. Uh, As of today, uh, visitors to the state of Connecticut from Tennessee uh, are required a 14-day quarantine period. Well, that would not work uh, for uh, college football for sure. So that game is uh, very much in limbo at this point. So all of that will continue to play out. We expect an official announcement from Conference USA in the uh, not-too-distant future. One other final note today, in baseball, Coach Jim Toman announced earlier this week the hiring of volunteer assistant Coach Lucas Ray. He will be working with the catchers, base runners, and will coach first base during the 21 season. He replaced his coach, John Pancella, who moved on to uh, other uh, work uh, in his professional life. And we certainly wish uh, Coach Pancella the very best. What a great guy. And uh, he spent two seasons with the Blue Raiders in that same position. All right, that's it for this Friday. Everybody have a great and safe weekend. Take care of yourself. Be good to each other. And we'll talk to you again on Monday.
2: Alrighty Chip, we appreciate you as always. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and REI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology's our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, long-time sports writer, author, and columnist. Um, Moving on to the NFL a little bit, obviously training camps getting open and things like that, yet um, some players like uh, Dante Hightower, you know, from Tennessee uh, with the um, Patriots, uh, he's opting out, as are others.
3: And and again, Monty, that seems like an awfully awfully quick decision to make you know there's a there's a whole lot of time left between that and the and the, the, the the season kickoff and of course everybody knows they did away at the preseason games. so i don't see why there's any rush to opt out why not wait a while and see what the situation is obviously if the virus is still flaring up and, and active i can see why there might be concerns with some players but but why opt out now you know that uh, that that ship is a long long way before it, it sails so I don't understand. It's almost like some of them might be looking for an excuse to opt out. But uh, but who knows? You know, I I don't fault anybody for taking precautions. But it seems like a kind kind of a a, a a quick decision to me because you know this thing might be over in a month. Somebody could invent a miracle cure, and somebody might be uh, two months from now saying coronavirus. What's that? So but who knows? It's every everybody's got to make those those decisions. And I guess some of the NFL guys are saying. No, count
2: count me out. Um, you know the 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 no um, preseason games will suit uh, the players just fine. I'm sure. I know. I used to talk to Kelly Holcomb. He goes, they don't need but one or two of them. Of course, he was in the league uh, many many years, and you know he goes, that's just money makers for the for the owners, obviously. And he goes, and he goes, and, you know, contrary to popular b- belief, not a whole lot of people make. A roster in preseason as he was explaining he goes they know who they're going to keep he goes now every now and then a guy will make it if somebody gets hurt you know he goes but he goes they pretty much know what they're going with
3: yeah of course uh, the The preseason games were played for one reason money <laughs> just like like kelly said it was a, a way for the, for the owners to squeeze four more tickets out of the fans and you know, add add four tickets onto the regular season ticket pa- ticket package. That's all it was, and I guess you know from the fan standpoint that the fans, I guess, they enjoy it. Everybody gets fired up before before the season. They like to go out and watch the preseason games and kind of kind of warm ups that kind of thing. But but they're, the games were meaningless, and uh, and and again, like you say, occasionally there might be a marginal player that might have a good a good preseason look. You know, stand out in some of the games. But but basically the 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 coaches and the, the GMs, everybody who, who sets those rosters, they already know what most of the players can do. It'd be very seldom, seldom I think, Marty, when somebody would play their way onto onto the team based on on, on a preseason game. About the only way it would happen would be if a starter got hurt in a preseason game, and that that opened up a, a position. But that's a that's one of the negatives. You know, that the only way a, a guy might make the team would be if, a, if the guy ahead of him got hurt. Playing one of the preseason games, so I don't blame the players. I I wouldn't like to play them either. You might have your career on the line, on, on one of those meaningless games, and tear up a knee or something, and that would be the end of your career for for no reason. There's no reason for for a starter to be out there anyway. Of course, of course the coaches don't like it. As you know, the coaches would practice uh, twice a day, every every day of the year if they if they could. They they would quit practicing. So the players, the coaches don't like it. But the players, I'm sure the players are, are are perfectly content not to have to play those those ridiculous preseason games. And I made the mistake, Monty, once when I was covering the NFL, I called it an exhibition game, and I got an angry letter from the league office telling them not to call it an exhibition. They were preseason games. But that's all it is. It's a, those games are glorified uh, scrimmages just to get out and, and scrimmage. And quite frankly, not very much fun to watch. No, they're not. Uh, You you don't tell. You can't tell much. Most coaches, if they're smart, they're not going to keep their starters out there very long and risk losing a a, a star player. Like, can you imagine if Derrick Henry goes out there and is messing around in a preseason game and tears up his knee and he's he's out for the season or maybe out for the career? Or Tannehill? It can happen on any play. You know, a fluke play. Somebody falls on his knee or something uh, for for no reason. I mean, there's no reason for him to be out there. So. So, no, if I were a coach, I, I, I wouldn't play my starters anyway. I'd, I'd, I'd work them out in practice, limited, and then I'd save them to, to when it counts.
2: We're joined today by Larry Woody. We'll take our final break, and we'll be right back.
1: This season's gonna be a roller coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short 2020 season. And he strokes the first pitch high and deep to right field. That ball is gone to the top of the chop.
0: Braves baseball on WGNS.
1: Good afternoon. It's a busy one out here, but it's Friday. Give yourself extra time. Stopping go up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. A lot of traffic here on Memorial up by the airport. Traffic just busy out here in the normal spots. Hey, Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values, log on to BushForSenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time Traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Murfreesboro's Favorite Pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for
4: pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether
3: you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home Park's Auctions and helped us with that, the house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for.
0: Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, Joyhaven
1: Now $15. Stan Vaught and the Park's Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports.
0: All sports
2: all sports talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Larry Woody joining us today. Um, Larry, the Major League Baseball it's cranked. uh, Not without some uh, mishaps. Obviously the Marlins with a lot of players testing positive. Some games cancellation. Um, I know Anthony Rizzo was very Um, the starting first baseman for the Cubs, was very outspoken about uh, the league's safety protocol and that they had an eight-hour, he said, we had to wait around eight hours in a a crowded locker room. He goes, "Uh, that's not really, doesn't really seem too safe to me. So it's not been without some controversy, but they're trying to, to forge ahead.
3: Yeah, that's another case of making trying to make the best of a bad situation, and and I guess in baseball, Monty, we, it would be called a balk, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> they try to start and then stop and start again. So, but I, I don't know. Again, I, I give them credit that Major League Baseball for at least trying to get get the season cranked up and get going, and then like everything else, you, you adjust as you go. If if, you, if it looks like you need to to, to pause and and start over or redo or tweak you, you do that but at least give it a shot and, and get out there and kind of and, and, and see if you can play and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out or if there's a, a spike then you you back off that kind of thing but uh, no i like the idea of at least giving it a try
2: well the, the nba and nhl seem to do have a pretty good grasp on things they've had um, with their bubble so-called bubbles um no positive uh test
3: yeah and i guess maybe it's a little different the squads aren't quite as big i guess and but but you still got to travel and that kind of, that kind of stuff but so i don't know it's uh, and 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 again frankly you know they don't have maybe the crowds and to turn out and that that well they don't have, have to deal with numbers is what i'm trying to say quite as much but um, no it's uh, again it, 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 get, get, try it and see if you if it works and if it doesn't work or if there's problems or complications, then pull back and uh, maybe go to plan B or plan C.
2: All right. Uh, before we close out here, we'll hit on a little NASCAR. Uh, since you've been with us last, I know a couple weeks back, Austin Dillon kind of snuck in and won a race, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he got one, and uh, a rookie won one. It's been an interesting season, Monty. And, and also along the, the the virus theme, you remember three weeks ago, Jimmy Johnson, the seven time champion tested positive, supposedly tested positive for the virus. And you know, was, was going to set out a race and speculation was that might be it. He might not come back this season. Two weeks later, he tests again and he's negative this time and he's back racing. So who knows? I mean, it's, like I said, the experts don't seem to know when I had a, a friend, I was in Crossville a couple of days ago, visiting a friend of mine and she said her friend's mother, Went in. She wasn't feeling well. She went in for to take the the virus test. She filled out some papers. Went and and waited for an hour. They couldn't didn't get her test. So her mother got aggravated, irritated, and went home. A couple of days later, she gets a notification that she's tested positive for the virus. She never took the test. So, (laughs) but yet this poor old lady. If she had taken the test, she and her daughter would have been worried sick. But she tested positive. Without taking the test, so Marty, that's how fouled up some of this stuff can be. No telling how many dozens, hundreds, thousands of other people out there who supposedly have tested positive and 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 didn't have the virus. So that that's how how muddled this situation can be. That uh, that you can test for it without taking the test. So, uh, but this is that's something you know in from, in the sports world. That's something trainers and athletic directors and team doctors and. People like that are having to deal with. It's just uh, there's a whole lot of unknowns and a whole lot of a whole lot of false positives and that kind of thing.
2: Well, uh, Denny Hamlin wins in Kansas last week. This week they go to uh, New Hampshire. Now, is that a
3: road course? No, it's a round track. It's a, it? it's a round track. Okay. An interesting little track. It's been there. It's, it's it seemed like just yesterday they opened up. It's probably I don't know, Monty, 25 years old, something like that. But uh, no, it's a, a, a mid-sized round track. Uh, Denny Hamlin's the, the hottest driver in NASCAR now. He, he's he got five wins. That's the most of anybody. I, I believe there's seven seven more races to go, Monty, the regular season, as it's called now. And then the top 16 will race the, the final 10 races for the championship, the NASCAR's version of the playoffs. So it, it's been an interesting season. Uh, a lot, lot of good sidebars like Jimmy Johnson struggling and Kyle Busch, the defending champion, hadn't won yet. And some of the hot young rookies are, are, are looking good. But overall, the, the racing on the track, it really hadn't been that exciting. I don't know if it's mechanics and the so-called aerodynamics and stuff, which I don't understand. But the bottom line is the competition in the Cup Series hadn't been very good. It's been great in the Truck Series. Those guys get out and race like NASCAR drivers used to race. But something's still missing in the Cup Series. I don't know if the drivers are too rich. and And... And, and just not, I don't know, the, they don't seem hungry is what I'm trying to say. They don't seem like they're, they're as driven, no pun intended, as, as the old guys used to be. Some, something's still missing, and, and, and the fans recognize it. The fans realize that NASCAR racing is not as good as it used to be.
2: All right, Larry, great catching up with you again. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. I always enjoy it, Marty. All right, we'll talk to you soon. That's Larry Woody. Join us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. That'll do it for the week. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time.
1: All Sports Talk on News Radio, WGNS, has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings at Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.